1: Hey, Come Welcome, everybody! It's the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 107.1, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, John McLean, also hanging with us. Hey girl, hey girl! All right, I'm trying to figure out who you are right now. It's not a person; it's just an occupation. If you okay, want you're to call a rapper. That. No. All right, wait, wait, wait. DJ. Yes, oh, DJ. I love DJ. DJ. I'm a house DJ. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, DJ D Mac.
2: Nice.
1: Yes, cool. That's I've got fun. a record here. Um, Wiki, Wiki, Wiki. It is share Oh,
2: are you scratching? Share's
3: greatest hits. So. <laughs> cool. Oh, my oh. gosh. Yeah, I love that you're being so festive. Well, you know, when you get up at four, I wasn't going to do anything too extravagant. I'm like, what can I throw together? That's you awesome. Know, it's so
1: cute. Thank
2: you. Don. I think it's so fun, and if you haven't dressed up in a while, it's really, it's just really Festive. fun. In fact, whimsical. Lou, Lou got dressed up in costume yeah. for the first time in I think 25 years. I was <gasps> like, "Tell me the last time you wore a costume." And she what? was in like, "Childhood," and she was what a what a you know. I'm married to a type A woman, and I and I just love oh, her to death. Um, like. 15 minutes prior to us leaving she she was like had never had any interest in costumes there was a neighborhood costume party over the weekend and uh, and so of course we were invited and she was like all right let's do this and I was like oh this is so cool that you're gonna get dressed up I've been getting dressed up for years because of Twin Cities live sure So we do a Halloween show and then I go home and I'm always in costume with the kids she never is though. So the fact that she even wanted to do it, I was like, oh, this is really fun. And then, like she does with anything she commits to, she starts doing deep research on. (laughs) She ends up deciding she wants to be Max from Stranger Things. And I tried a Vecna costume. It didn't work. It was suffocating. I ended up going as a haunted tree. Thank you very much. Anyway, (laughs) she, 15 minutes before the party, is like... We're all like, ooh, red hair! Yikes, that's not the best look. Um, and then she's, they're, they're like, the kids are like, are you going to keep that jacket? She start, she doesn't dress in costumes, so she's unaware of the process of like, as you're getting dressed, people who pass by are just going to be like, oh, that looks so weird. Oh my gosh, you look so funny, laughing at you. And she's like, wait, does this look stupid? Is this not working? She goes in, does her own blood makeup under her eyes, and then puts in these white contacts that she got. I gotta
1: see this. I'm and looking for it. She
2: she won the costume contest. Oh
1: my god! She looked awesome. And she
2: walked in with headphones on and with Kate Bush's running up that hill playing as she walked in. I it was love. really that's great effort. Cool. You can see it on my Instagram, um D oh. Steve Patterson. Um, it was such a great, great look. So it was all sorts of fun. So Don, that's a long-winded way of saying my wife hadn't gotten dressed in costume in a quarter of a century, (laughs) did it, and was like, oh, I forgot how fun this is, just dressing up and doing make-believe for a day.
1: Yeah. Wow, she looks amazing. I'm really worried about her eyes. Where'd she get those contacts?
2: She got those contacts, um, I think, on Amazon, and they're actually in her prescription. But they are, it's your prescription, but they're foggy to see through, so nothing was totally clear. And multiple people that she would have a conversation with, they were like midway through. Okay, this is I can't. Just looking at your eyes, this is freaking me <laughs> out. She's got the blood underneath it. The jacket um, is
1: perfect. She's wearing yeah. It all, yeah it, it, she really did a great job.
2: Yeah, wow, so she go Lou! Card and uh, oh, some nice. candy. Fun, the contest, which was all sorts of fun. What are you dressed as, Donna?
1: Um, ha, that's funny. I'm a groupie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, so I did my 5K. I have to tell you this. Speaking of dressing up, did it with my neighbors. We went over to Susie's house. We all got ready. She bought us all tutus and socks and, and, and gloves that all uh, went together. So I wore black. She wore purple. Laura wore orange. And we had jewels on our face and everything. And... Fun. I decided that I wanted to write Buddy Boo on my face for mm. Buddy, just like a tribute to Buddy. And mm. Boo, I mean, because I call him Buddy Boo, and it's Halloween, right?
2: And it's out double, it works on two counts.
1: Right. So I write it on my face. I make sure I do it like backwards. And I look in the mirror, and I'm like, okay, perfect. And then we're ready to go. We're running late now. And Susie's like, You do know that you wrote that on there backwards, right? I go, what do you mean? She's like, it says oob. And I'm like, no! But we were already, you know, in the car, and the makeup was no longer available. There was nothing to wipe my face with. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Why did you wait until we got in the car to tell me? And they're like, I don't know. You're my baby
2: buddy, oob.
1: (laughs) I'm like, great. Okay, so I'm walking around with oob. Randomly um, written on my face. So dang, there was that. It was a typical so Donna close. move.
2: Typical. So close. Well, but did it feel fun having jewels on your face and oh, all Oh, yeah, and- it was great. Wearing a little tutu. Um, went out to lunch
1: afterwards, and there was, you know, a, a big game for the U. So we were on campus, and that was fun walking in. Oh. Here's these, you know, 40- and 50-something-year-old women walking into a bar wearing tutus.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, the cougar <laughs> alert on <Yeah>. campus. Cougar <laughs> alert, totally. oh my god!
1: It, it was actually parents' um, Parents weekend. Oh, fun. So it was really cute. Like, you could see all the, um, the frat houses were like, Mom's drink free. Um, super cute. Oh. They're really, really fun. cute. I don't know if they um, won or not, but there you go. I think they were playing mm. Rutgers, too, which was kind of tricky for me. Oh, Jersey girl. So yeah. did you just...
3: Pretend to be a mom?
1: No, I just pretended oh, to be a. You could get someone, free drinks. Oh, I didn't. But it wasn't oh, at the yeah. bar. It was at the frat houses. Oh. Well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Go there too. Oh, it's fine. Right. Yeah. should
1: have. Oh, well. Yeah, what Bernie's we do?
2: around here somewhere. Just make stuff up. And it's like, okay, give this lady another drink. So um, listen,
1: the goal here today is to get you home. You're in New York.
2: I'm you, in New York. The goal is
1: to get you back so that you can take the kids trick or treating, right?
2: It is. As this broadcast goes on. I'll explain why I'm in New York. When we come back from the break, I'll explain kind of what I'm doing, what I've already done here this morning. And then the second half of this radio show is either going to be really fun and exciting or, and I think this is the more realistic opportunity here, a total train wreck. Mm -hmm. I will explain what we're going to try to pull off in New York en route to Minneapolis uh, when we come back on the Donna and Steve experience on my talk. What's up, friends. It is Stevie Boy for Chan Hassan Dinner Theater. So much fun always happening at Chan Hassan Dinner Theater. I mean, it's like there's never a dull moment there. So many different things to do. Of course, you can go check out what's on the main stage right now that both critics and audiences seem to just be loving. Talking about Footloose, it's that classic 80s movie and it comes to life on stage. The songs you know and love from the movie, wonderful choreography, lots of energy. Check it out. Get your tickets now because remember, um, that's going to going away in early 2023, which is not that far away. So book your tickets, Uh On top of that, they also have a wonderful concert series, all sorts of things that are always happening. Uh, let's look ahead to uh, November 3rd and 4th. They're going to be doing a deep dive into 75, songs from the year 1975. Oh, and Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret, Always Dishing Out Laughs, Friday and Saturday Night, Improv Comedy, ChanhassenDT.com.
1: Hey, good morning. Welcome back, Donna and Steve on my talk 107.1 Everything Entertainment. Uh, Donna Valentine here in the studio. Steve Patterson somewhere else.
2: And
1: working here. Steve's in New York. You want to tell? Do you want to tell us why you're in New York?
2: I'd love to. Yeah, I've nothing to hide. What am I on trial up. I'm actually in a, a room in the live with Kelly and Ryan building that I've never been in before. They keep um you know plopping me in some different places and so I'm in an edit bay. I was gonna be in this nice fancy dressing room they had downstairs but um, we don't get internet connection down there so here mm-hmm. I am tucked away very dark they asked me to come out um, yeah, it looks very dark and it's not as dark you're seeing me on camera right now and it looks like I'm uh, you know a hostage. It's much lighter in person <laughs> it doesn't look nearly as uh, dangerous. But um, they asked me to come out and host their Instagram Live leading into their big Halloween show. They go all out. I mean, they had like 75 costumes in the show today. They go full tilt on this. And I had done a pre-show with them before on Instagram at the Oscars back in 2019 before the pandemic got shut down. So I had a little experience doing that. And I had done it one other time Uh, for a season premiere back in 2019. I was out here in New York, but this time, um, was, was for the Halloween special. Now, my only hesitation was that I want to be trick or treating with the kids tonight. Love Halloween, walk around the neighborhood with the kids. So when Gelman, their executive producer called and said, Hey, can you, you have any Halloween plans? I was like, well, yeah, why don't we do whatever you're talking about some other day that week? He said, well, it's actually for the Halloween show. So, um, so I made it out here, and we just arranged it so that the flight would be at one thirty New York time, and it would get me back like in the 3 o'clock hour Perfect. in Minnesota. But here's the deal. Uh-uh. So I'm all done with my... I don't have to go down, and, and we're not shooting anything now. It's all done. Um, and w- it was fun. We did we did 15 minutes before. I'll tell you a little bit about the, the craziness of that in a second. But... At about 10.45, 30, I'm going to take a little break. College Pop Culture Knowledge will bring maybe maybe new guy social media Q-Doug. Maybe okay. Q will come in sure. and play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, something like that. I'll go down and get in a vehicle. Um, I will be being driven. This will be safe. And uh, being driven to the airport, I'm going to try with this mobile hotspot that I have, mm. I'm going to try to broadcast the second <laughs> half of the show. In the back seat of a vehicle. Now, I'm going to have to tell the guy in the front, you know, if he doesn't like chatty people, bad news bears here. We're doing a radio show in your back seat. <laughs> and then we'll see. I'll update you on traffic patterns, what I'm noticing, sights that I'm seeing, and then we'll figure out if I end up getting to the airport on time. You never know with New York traffic, it gets a little unpredictable. Oh,
1: yeah. uh, what airport?
2: LaGuardia. Okay. Mm. Got it. Not I JFK, it. not Newark. I think, yeah, LaGuardia, LaGuardia. They've really Um, done
3: a good job updating that because every seat has a USB and an order screen for you to order food.
2: I really like that. They started doing that in Newark, too.
1: Oh, God, it's great. Yeah,
2: it's great. And the LaGuardia Airport, they've really updated it. Like, it's really, it's beautiful what they've done out there. Um, But the interesting thing, so I came over here this morning, got to Kelly and Ryan at about 730 East Coast, 630 Midwest, and um, we started mapping out where we're going to go. We're going to start. I started in like the belly of the beast down below the ground in this prop cage that they have where anytime they need a sword, it's like, look, here's 30 swords. Oh. We need blonde wigs. Great. Here's blonde wigs. They have all of it labeled, too. So a very type A person in clear plastic bins L- has, Lou did it. you know. She It was like a Lou kind of a thing. I, I was like, this reminds me of our pantry. Yeah, it looked like the home edit had come and uh, sort of made sure everything was in its appropriate place. So we start down there. I put on this fry costume, this French fry costume. Or we're, we, one of the elevators was out of commission, so we had to walk sideways up the stairs. It was all very fun. But this was interesting. They're giving me the lay of the land this morning. And, uh, and then they were like, well, Kelly and Ryan, they have like last-minute touches that need to happen with their costumes. And so Ryan... Uh, normally does a cut-in for the WABC local news, and then do he does one for, like, the West Coast for the LA uh, ABC affiliate. But anyway, like, Ryan and Kelly, they're in costume, last-second touch-up situations. So they said, well, Steve, why don't you just do the cut-in? So here was the scary part. So they, get, they bring me over a mic, and it's like, hey, it's like 20 seconds. You're going to be talking with Ken from WABC. We'll hold up a cue card, just denote a couple of things. It goes really quick. Point out, i back here, whatever. I was like, great. I can do a live hit. Done. I've worked in news and know how to do this. <laughs> and uh, then I have my IFB in, and I hear the local news guy who's like, okay, so, yeah, yeah, this is the uh, this is the, the guy from Minneapolis, right? And I'm like, oh, no, maybe I should take this earpiece out right now, because I know that I'm being talked about <laughs> on a hot mic during a commercial oh, break. No. Oh. And I'm like... Is the next thing going to be like, oh, this jabroni, that hairdo, what are we jabroni, doing with this kid?
1: this do not. And,
2: <laughs> so I'm like, oh, Lord, what's going to be said? And then luckily, nothing mean towards Stevie Boy got said. I'm Bradley Trainer,
3: And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
2: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house. To the gym to work out
3: pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this
2: is chris jenner
3: llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun
2: never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel we we dodged it we did it it was quick and, and nice and easy but uh so that was a little unplanned but that was new for me this morning but it was fun. did you
3: pull it and off it was like
2: Oh yeah, yeah! Okay, it, it was it was great. By the time I started, Dawn, I was getting rapped. I was like, "Hey guys, a big Halloween show today. Ryan's down there. <laughs> Kelly's down there. We got Gelman behind, and they're rapping exactly. Yeah. Dawn, right now they're rapping, and uh, and then their hands start getting frantic. Like, go to break, go. and we're like, "Oh my gosh, okay, no, we are down. See you today. Bye, bye." So that, but we got all that done, and then for the Instagram live, it was fun. We just got to um, start downstairs, and then as you come upstairs. In the fry costume, all the fries fell out. I was just walking around in that (laughs) big.
0: You were a bag.
2: I was just just red, a a red cardboard empty, indiscriminate (laughs) container. Oh, uh, that's
3: so great!
2: And then it was fun. We got to talk with Kelly, Uh, Ryan. We peeked in and talked to them. He was in his dressing room. Kelly was behind a drop cloth because Mm -hmm. she, you know, we didn't want to reveal what they were going to be wearing. And she was behind a drop cloth, so it was like being at, uh, you know, confessional. Like, a, oh, right. know, we're just talking. I'm standing sideways. She presumably is sideways on the other side of the curtain. So we got to chat a little bit there. And she she said, like, she got caught in New York traffic this morning. Oh. And, you know, it was all like she gets here, you know, just in the nick of time to suddenly have people putting wigs on her and makeup and costumes. So it's it, it's amazing the uh, on a day like today, their show today. How much activity there is because everyone's been working on different elements of the show for a while, and uh, it was just an energy from the moment you walked into the building. It was like, oh, it was my kind of energy of like hyped up. It's showtime, baby. Let's go. Which was uh, which was quite fun.
1: It's it's oh, go ahead, Steve. You finish. Your I was thought. just going
2: to say the, the the odd thing is, um, and I don't mean to get ahead of myself, but Kelly mentions in her book. That I was reading last night. Her first time when she started guest co-hosting back in what 2000 something like that, she was so taken aback. And I have felt the same way by how calm everyone is right before the show starts. And she's thinking Gelman's talking to her the first time, and she's thinking, does he know that we're on the air in, in like, like three five minutes? seconds? Does anyone yeah. <laughs> know that? And now she's getting a mic put on, and it's 90 seconds before show. Everybody's calling, you know, 30 seconds in this calm energy. But today felt different because I think mm. it was the Halloween. Spooked.
1: It's so crazy how, uh, how pressured people feel to participate. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're doing a morning same show, more. if you're doing a newscast, if you're the weatherman, you can't just be the weatherman today. You can't. You've got to have a clown yeah. nose on, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just so <laughs> right. strange to me how everybody seems to be, like, on the same page when it comes to, to yeah. that
2: if this was if this if we were doing a TV show right now, Donna, we'd both be in full costume.
1: Exactly, and Have I would be. hate every minute of it. I'd be I know really you bitter about it.
2: <laughs> and I love that about you.
1: All right, when we come back, uh, if you haven't heard about this really interesting fact about Julia Roberts, she sat down with Gail King. Uh, wait till you hear what she said. My yes, Talk yes, One Hundred Seven Everything yes, Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, producer Don McLean, hanging with us till ten.
2: Hey girl.
1: Hey. A wiki wiki. <laughs> the, Hold on, let me down down a DJ. Off. Dawn's a club DJ. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. And Just what? Do you have a small, heart?
1: Little so
3: good.
2: Is that a black heart tattoo on your cheek? I do.
3: I do have a a heart like little tattoo, and I thought people are going to think I'm in a gang. Maybe that, wow. or um, what's her name that has a heart tattoo on her face? Bless her. She was oh, York. No, she's my friend. Makeup for me. Oh, you know who I'm talking about. She's had some trouble. She tried to set a dog on fire in a driveway. Um oh, Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes. Oh, you do
1: kind of look like Amanda Bynes. <laughs> nope, now just that you said DJ. it, okay. Yeah, you're like I'm just a club yeah, DJ. Junkie. DJ
2: Mac. Yeah. DJ D
3: Mac. In the house,
2: Donna. Yeah. I. That, that description went a little left of center. I didn't know that we'd get to the dog. I didn't even know that about the dog. Thing.
1: Oh,
3: yeah. Nice. She tried to set a dog on fire. Oh, Jeez. no. She's in a driveway. In troubled, mm.
2: troubled times. Yeah. Oh, Remember
3: oh, she, what she told Drake? No. Yeah.
2: Okay, I can't say. Yeah, see. that was oh, aggressive. Oh, man.
1: Wow, we, we took a She did like him a lot,
2: but anyway. I do have an idea for Donna for this evening when the children come to her home. <laughs> I think just a witch's hat would be nice. I know, just Just because I have a
1: nose, right? I don't even need to do anything. I get it, too. I get it. I have a nose. It's fine. We all have noses. Mine is growing, though. It's very strange.
2: Your ears and your nose never stop growing. I wish they would. Hey, listen. Look who you're talking to. Remember? I I used to work with an editor who... Look at... I'm giving you ladies my profile right Mm now. She... She said, oh, I always know when you're coming by my Oedipus. I said, oh, how? She said, because I'll look over the doorway and I'll just see your nose first. She's <laughs> And then the so rest great. of your body her. follows. Is her name. <laughs> She's, She's very, friends with me Her name's Hannah. She's Hannah. very funny.
3: Oh,
1: my God. That's so
3: <laughs> yeah, great.
2: So.
1: All right. Anyway, back to the show. Um, here's a deal. This, I, this is popping up here and there this morning because um, – Gail King did an interview recently with Julia Roberts, and we find out something very interesting about Julia and her family. I, I have a clip here, it's about 90 seconds long, but it's interesting, so let's play sure. it.
0: I just want to take a step back for you, Julia, because you have two historical figures that I'll bet most people don't know this about you. Your brush with, let's start with the day you were born, who paid for the hospital bill? Okay. Her research is very good. We're professionals. <laughs> this is a, um, a, the King family paid for my hospital bill. Not my family. Not your family, but... Um, Martin Luther King, Jr. And Coretta. And how did that come about? Well, I mean, Did you guys know that about Julia Roberts? <laughs> that, that's what I said. Martin Luther King, Jr. and Coretta Scott King, Jr. Why did they do that? Because um, well, your dad, Walter Roberts. Yes, and obviously because my parents couldn't pay for the hospital bill. Um, they, My parents had a theater school in Atlanta called the Actors and Writers Workshop. And one day Coretta Scott King called my mother and asked if her, her kids could be part of the school because they were ha- having a hard time finding um, a place that would accept her kids and my mom was like, sure, come on over. And so they just all became friends and they helped us out of a jam. Yeah, because in the 60s, you didn't have little black children interacting with little white kids right. in acting school. Right. And your parents were like, come on in. Yeah, I think that's extraordinary. Yeah. And it sort of lays the groundwork for who you are. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely was her response. Isn't that interesting? Oh. That yes. is interesting. I just good work, Gail King. Because how many interviews have we seen Julia Robertson and never heard that story? Yeah, right. That's really yeah, that's, really cool.
2: That's great. You know, anytime an interviewer does just a little extra bit of research about mm-hmm. you know something that'll Dan Dan Patrick, the radio show host, always says, find out what they're hobby is, or what they're really interested mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. because then you will, they'll flip on the light switch so mm-hmm. quick of, yes, I've gotten really into quilting, or backgammon, or mm-hmm. whatever it is, and then they're open, and now they'll share other interesting things, and maybe elaborate more on other, more typical talking Right.
1: Quotes. That used to be my favorite thing to do, because before the internet, um, I did a lot of interviews <clears throat> back when I worked in Hee Haw Country Music hmm. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite thing was to find one tidbit that nobody else knew about. Um, and we didn't have the Internet then. So I would just be going through magazines and watching CMT constantly and, you know, just trying to find something, just anything that you could bring up. And that was a good one. Got to give it to Gail really King. Good. Really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, so, Steve, are you where are you in Kelly Ripa's book right now?
2: You know, I I've jumped around a little bit last night. I went and read um, the the chapter where she gets the where she gets the the job where they start to sort of kick the tires on her. Oh, okay, she was in all my children, and then she was asked to go and guest co host at one point. And um, yeah, it's it interesting to to hear some of her take of like coming into the live family because as she denotes in her book there are two entities at work on live one is like the building that i'm in right now is a part of wabc Mm -hmm. and so wabc and like downstairs they do the news Mm -hmm. like the local news is on but then also you have live which is this institution which Mm -hmm. is on as well and so you know coming in and like you're you're at a local studio in a local building but also by that point obviously it was a wildly successful syndicated show and so feeling like two powers the network as well as the local sure. folks who started the show right. you know and so understanding a little bit of that balance and then some of the um some of the things that she was told on the first day of like hey here's some basic things you know for instance um they like one of the things was don't look at gelman on when they were on the show and i guess they didn't want her breaking eyes with the audience at home right it's it's either talk to regis or talk to the camera Um but of course she accidentally looks over at him at one point and she's like oh great like the one thing they said there's an old saying why do the children pour molasses on the cat when the only thing I've asked them not to do is pour molasses on the cat? You know, it's like, we told you, don't look at them. So she does that at one point. But then they were saying things like, uh, be involved in host chat, but don't fade away after host chat. Uh, be present in the interviews. But don't try to lead the interviews. You know, all of this, because you got Regis, who's this institutionary, there. And yeah, he cycled yeah. through a bunch of different co-hosts as they were searching for the Kathy Lee replacement. And uh, just hearing a little bit of those dynamics was, uh, you know, interesting because you just think anyone who comes into a show like that, especially on a national stage, is there must be so much going on in your head. And they kept telling her specifically, we're not looking for a permanent co-host, so don't worry about that. I think they may have been trying to relieve some pressure from her of like, sure. just go out there, have fun. Um, you know, be yourself is a fun platform. Let's let's all make some fun TV together. And so, I, I think she had co-hosted three uh, three times, I think. And um, may, it may have been more than that. forgive me if I'm wrong, but up until like the day that she had most recently guest co-hosted, she had been told, "Remember, we're not looking to hire right now." But then the network, like she gets back to her All My Children set o- across the city. And they're like, hey, they want to make you a formal offer. And she's like, excuse me? Didn't we just say, don't worry, this isn't permanent. We're not looking for a permanent thing. But there, I think, again, you have like the local WABC mm-hmm. and then the network who's chiming in. Which is kind of so, what
1: happened with Michael Strahan. You know what I mean? Like, Although that's all network, going from network yeah. to... It's just very interesting. You You made a comment about you know, the local and the the national, I mean, she was already a national star on a nationally viewed soap opera. Mm -hmm. I think she became a superstar though, when she took over for, for Kathy Lee, because she's got a lot of personality, you know, and maybe her soap fans never realized just how much, because she's always playing a role.
2: Well, for sure. You can't debate, you know, the platform that you get, even, you know, as an established actor, performer, the platform that you get to showcase more of the real you and mm-hmm. connect with people, right. too, you know. Right. is there, Because before, people thought they knew her character from All My Children, and then when you're on the, you know, when you're on live, people feel like they know you, which she also details that and how Jersey people come up to her from all over the world. She could be in Greece at some remote cave. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my gosh. Hey, Kelly. You know, and they're talking to Kelly. That was a bad New Jersey accent. I accidentally went to <laughs> Pittsburgh. But uh, they do their Jersey accent. Where are you from? South Jer- Jer- Jersey or North Jersey? South is better, she says, by the way, Donna. Well,
1: it's prettier.
2: Okay.
1: North is like the city. Um. Mm. But anyway, I digress. But she... I i got to read this book when you're done. Yeah, I'll give it to you when I'm done. Okay. Because I I think she does a really, really good job. Really good job. She does.
2: And she's got a great writing style, too. She's a a good writer. Like, you feel like it's her brain spilling out on the page. Right,
1: like she's writing how she talks. Exactly. Well, and also, I think... Oh, gosh, I just lost my train of thought. It had to do with the uh, Oh, it's it's a little similar to what we do here, you know? Like, they're probably like, Hey, let's grab somebody who's in the building, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and put them in this position if we need a fill-in, and
2: yeah.
1: then see what happens. Well,
2: I'll tell you one interesting thing, too. It, yes, you're totally right about that. You know, anytime you get asked to be a part of something, I, you know, you're always wondering, like... Like I started when I started filling in on my talk, I was hoping that someday it would turn into something. And it did. Um, And unfortunately, it has. No, I get it. (laughs) It's a joke. No, but here's something interesting. Um, They one of the things that they were telling her was no entourage. Like you have to use the makeup hair and makeup people at live, not from all my children. And then she said it was like the third day, I think. So she was like, okay, fine. Even though she was like, shouldn't I just come over ready already? You guys can touch me up, whatever. They were like, we're adamant about it. No and then she said as i remember Regis just came to the door as he would wouldn't talk to her before the show would wait until they were walking to the stage and uh and then he said gelman it's got an entourage mm. and she was like it and she was like wait by like it like were you talking to me and then he was like save it for the air and he as he always <laughs> was his mantra was save it for the save air it, but it. you learn a little bit too that you know they um their relationship was very professional. People watch it and they think, oh, they must hang out all the time and have lunch together and all that. And I, in some ways, liken it to, and I know we're up against the clock here, um, we would have audiences come in after Twin Cities Live and ask Elizabeth and I, oh, do your families hang out and all that? Almost never. I mean, I can count on one hand and probably have a couple of fingers left over that our families were ever together, and that would have been when there were other families around. Never a never like Elizabeth and her husband Jay, Lou and I did. Mm-hmm. We get together for dinner to. or anything like that. But I love her, you of know, course. and it, and it works great on television. And and you know we have a relationship off screen. But it's people think your families are always hanging out. And you're going to the park and all that. And sometimes when I would talk to her on TCL, the first time I would talk to her was on the air. When I talk to you, Donna, right. most days, yeah, first time is on the air.
1: Exactly. Mostly because I'm like, shut up, stop talking to me.
2: That is true. I'm like, oh, Donna.
1: No, just quiet. Hey, shh, sh- 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 <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, that's how I could hear the voices in my head. Um, when yes. we come back, okay, there is this new trend in wedding registry sites. And I hate it. I want to see what you guys think oh. about it, okay? And if you see something, say something. Why don't we come right back? Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1, where talk is Fun. Unless you're talking about this new wedding registry thing that I hate.
2: Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? If you, you see
1: you, so Time say for If You See
0: something, something, say something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see
2: something, say something. Come on and party tonight.
1: All right, here's my beef. And it's not really oh. new. But it's kind of new to me. You know how you can go to those wedding sites like The Knot or I don't even know what some of the other ones are. But, you know, you do your site for your wedding and there's information about the wedding and a registry, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, right now there I go to this person's whatever site and I'm like. What is this? This is a mess. So <laughs> now newlyweds, when they get married, they basically want you to fund experiences, adventures for them. Right. So they'll, oh. it'll say um, honeymoon fund, you know, uh, donate what you like, you know, whatever you want. Um, the horseback riding. I don't know. Uh, Fido Fund for their dog. Um, Oh, this is great. Their Gator Game Day Fund. And it all just says, donate what you like. Why are you doing this to me? Just say, we want cash. That's it. I don't care what you do with it. Do whatever you want with it. (laughs)
2: You know what I mean? Can I offer a different perspective? Yes,
1: of course. Sorry, I blew up.
2: You know, maybe they think that that's a more personal way of telling the, their, their guests, you know, hey, we are looking for cash, but so that it doesn't feel so transactional and cold, here, <laughs> here are the things that we'll put it toward. Like, And then, and then Donna, you when you write them, I'm trying to think of you, yeah, probably like a $25 <laughs> check. Um, then you at least, you know, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is for the horseback riding. And then the thank you that you get... Will be like a picture of them on horseback, no saddle, probably. And then you'll be like, oh, (laughs) that's so cool. I got to help fund this experience. And when they
3: were doing it, not doing it, but when they were on the horses, they were thinking of you, like, Donna did this for us.
2: Yes, Queen. What do you just want it to be some cold, just Venmo us?
1: I, well, and it is Venmo. It actually says via Venmo. This one via credit card. This, yeah it's just it's unnecessary it's like people trying to be fancy for the sake of being fancy just say you guys we have everything we need we would be happy to i mean i could see if it said a charity on there donate to our charity
2: no but if you well, not at if, your wedding you don't need to do a charity your you charity is your is you your relationship if you have point.
1: everything yeah. you need there's no shame in saying hey guys we we don't need anything If you'd like to, you know, make a donation to our honeymoon, that'd be great.
2: No, no, no. Here's what, because listen, it's not their fault that they already have spatulas and blenders and plates. So let's not penalize them for that. Maybe they've been frugal and smart and planned ahead of time and thought, let's get these things or we have them already. And so then they're saying, look, maybe we don't need a blender, another blender, but There are still things that we'd love to do together, and what a wonderful way to bless a couple. You help pay for the blender, sure, you're blending a smoothie, whatever, but if you help to fund an experience for these newlyweds, you you are helping to invest financially into the health of their relationship. This is a beautiful thing. I want to get invited to one of these weddings. I want to say we put $100. Oh, Hey, hey, if I wasn't in New York right now, in someone else's studio, I'd be yelling right now. I'd be having a Stevie Boy fit for a moment. But I can't because I can see a guy kind of looking at me out there. But... I think that this is wonderful. This is beautiful. No, it's, it, um, no,
1: it's it sucks. I hate it. It's terrible. <laughs> it's like just do whatever you want with the money. I don't care. Here, here's your money.
2: Spend it so on whatever here's what you maybe like. Maybe they should do for and I give me more brutal? information
1: about the wedding and how I get there. The flight alone is like twelve hundred dollars. I'm like I'd rather are give. Are they you, having a Mykonos? Please. <laughs> oh. Belize. Yeah. I was gonna go. Oh. And now I'm like, I'm not gonna spend twelve hundred dollars yeah. on top of a wedding gift, on top of a hotel, on top yeah. and I love these people. Love, adore them. But it's just I'm So like-
2: now yeah. So you've already got a great deal on this because you're not going. So you already saved, <laughs> let's say, three grand by the end of the <laughs> airfare and all of that. Right. And now you're all peeved because what do you want? You want them to say, here's our Venmo registry. We want to go to Costa Rica on our fifth anniversary. Help us save for that. Simplify. Blah, blah, blah. Just and
1: simplify. I don't you need want all another this category muddying the waters that says here.
2: Here is just where you can send cash without any emotional connection. That should just be another option. okay for people like you no
1: that, I don't think you need to be that
2: may I ask question? aggressive with that I think you, you may you may have liked Lou and my wedding Lou's and my wedding. we had a uh wedding in in Pennsylvania and then. Our father, and my father-in-law, TK, too short kind of bite to say, he threw us a reception in California as well, knowing that not everyone could travel out, and we had already kind of reached capacity, so there was a bunch of other family back west. And when we did that, about a month after our initial wedding, he put on the invitations, this is before Venmo or Cash App, mm-hmm. it just said, I thought this was nicely put, no boxed gifts, please. Which means we got hey, a money. stack of checks.
1: Yeah. Which is fine. I don't have any problem with that, but don't try to like turn it into something it's not, right? It's a cash, it's asking for cash. I'm not going to say cash grab. That sounds negative, but uh, we do have, oh boy, emails blowing up.
2: I wonder if people are with you or with me. I think this is a lovely way of... Because if it's just cash, especially in Venmo, it can feel a touch cold and transactional. So I like knowing that we helped pay for their paddleboard lessons.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do! Teresa said Donna is right. Funding these experiences is just asking for cash. The couple isn't given a certificate that has to be used for horseback riding. Just give them cash. And Steve... It is their fault. They have a blender. It didn't just magically appear in their kitchen. <laughs> then Michelle, I'm with you, Donna. I don't want to fund someone's house, season tickets, or honeymoon. I, I don't care what they do with it. Just you just like, don't want to it know. A designation is bullcrap. You think they're not taking from the horseback riding fund and putting it to the honeymoon fund? In general. Oh. It's just, you know, it's 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 like putting lipstick on a pig, you know.
2: <laughs> having not done a ton of shows with you recently, I forgot how dark and cynical you are. And so it's good. <laughs> but on Halloween, it should come out. All right, you, I hear you, <laughs> okay, Don McLean. We love you and we thank you for thanks. helping thank us you, every D. hour on our show. Oh, thanks. All
1: right, DJ Rock Lobster is going to have a dirt alert when we come right back. Um.